Jesus, we thank you. We welcome the Holy Spirit, Father. Holy Spirit, come into this message today, Father. Father, just bring your anointing upon this message, Father. The study. The comprehension, the emphasis, the the, the, the interpretation, Father, for you, for you to have your way, Father. Whatever you want this message to go, you take it there, Father. In Jesus' name, by way of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God, and we just want that knowledge brought to us that wisdom of the holy spirit brought to us thank you father thank you father for the opportunity for us to be able to open up the word the freedom to be able to read your word without interruptions or lawlessness and we thank you jesus we thank you we thank you, God, for the blessings. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your wisdom through our lives. And we ask you, Father, to lead us, guys, and direct us in your way, in your word. In Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit, come. By way of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. Good day, everybody. Good day, good around the world. Having a great day. Good, great, better, best day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you in the morning when you're getting up, getting the bones moving, having a cup of coffee, uh, stretching out, getting cleaned up, having some breakfast, whatever it is you do in the morning to prepare for errands, activities, or work. However it goes down, getting yourself ready to go. Or we're catching you at the midday. And you are going through some stuff, you've seen God do some stuff, you've had some, won some battles, you've seen some consequences, but overall, you're, you're headed for that victory in that, what they call midday madness. Or, we're catching you at the end of your day, 
when you're resting after a long day of work, errands, or activities, and you're with your family, friends, anyone you're close to that you live with inside your sanctuary of a home, having dinner, resting, relaxing, and just want to hear a really good, inspirational, knowledge gem of life. You're right now tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by C-Rep Ministries, C-Rep Restoration and Progress. And hosted by your boy Blue, Pentecost. I hope everyone has had a great day today. Um, or going to, if you're starting it, I hope that your day is blessed. I hope God does a wonderful thing and blessings, whether small or large. Um, and I hope that you... Use Jesus, use Jesus as an example of how to give or to love without condition, walk in peace, and have accountability in your life. And I also hope the Holy Spirit is guiding you with wisdom throughout your walk today. Every day is a new day. When you wake up in the morning, thank God that you're able to do so. You get through your day and you end your day with a victory. You end it knowing that God blessed you with that. Through the battles, you got the victory for the day. Every day is a test. Every day is a new victory in God. So I hope those are the things that are going to go on in your life. Um, it's a beautiful thing when you're able to do so. Um, today, this evening, this midday, whatever time, we, are, we have a fantastic word. It's going to come out of the book of Daniel, which is actually a very, very interesting book because it's been a topic of discussion several different times recently in the recent days but before we do all that we're going to get into our pledge i pledge allegiance to the christian flag and for the savior from whom king it stands one savior crucified risen and coming again life liberty for all those who believe okay so, we're going to be in the book of Daniel, the Old Testament. Daniel was definitely a man of awesome, awesome, awesome God power. He was able to foresee stuff that's going to happen many, many moves later. Um, he, the book of Daniel is full of revelations, just like the book of Revelations. Um, so, it's very important that we pay attention to what Daniel is saying. Um, through his book, um, what he wrote. Um, today's message is going to be called Ancient of Days because Jesus is the Ancient of Days. So, in the end of it, what are we talking about in Daniel? Well, we're going to start in Daniel, the book of Daniel. So, get your Bibles out. I got mine, man written, Holy Spirit inspired, word of God. Whether you get yours through technology or however you do it, fantastic. As long as it reaches you, teaches you, helps, holds you, teaches you, that's all that matters. We're going to be in the book of Daniel, we're going to be in the seventh. Okay, seven. The seventh chapter. And we're going to be in verse 13 through 14. 13, 14, 14, okay? These are scriptures that we're going to be talking about today. I don't need any of them because it speaks through scriptures. You can go on and on and on. There's so much to talk about in each scripture. But, today, 
for focusing on these two ancient of days. So, so 7, 13 through 14. Okay. So, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to highlight this passage. Because this is what we're talking about today. I haven't done yet. Okay. Matter of fact, the 14th chapter of the verse is actually in Revelation. Killers, you have what I was telling you earlier. Okay. So, what are the thoughts of this before we get into the scripture? With the completion of the canon of scripture, God does not need to use dreams or visions just to inform us of what, what is taking place in the future. He doesn't need to do to inform us of it. He just does it. However, Daniel was one of the handful of biblical characters to whom the Lord did communicate his intentions and dreams. Daniel had a lot of dreams of God doing things in the future. It's, it's, it's well documented. And the dreams of Daniel together with the vision of John in Revelation are perhaps the most, most, most comprehensible record of God's future plans and purposes of mankind. This is something that's been going on for a long time. talking about it through media, through social media, through churches. Anyone who's tuned into the end of the times knows that the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation is very, very, very mental and talking about what's going to happen in the end. And we're seeing prophecy fulfilled in certain situations and events forth in the world. Okay? It was following Daniel's miraculous deliverance from the lion's den, which he was in the lion's den. put him into the lion's den, and God you know, delivered him from that. All stuff. During the reign of Darius, Daniel had a prophetic dream about four beasts. Four, four, four of them, okay? Emerging from the great Mediterranean Sea. The first three depicted the successive world empire of Babylon, okay? World Babylon, okay? Pedbisa in Greece, while last dreadful beast, which had iron teeth and was exceedingly strong, presented the final satanically inspired world empire through whom would come prophetics Antichrist. Okay, so in the book, in Daniel, he talks about the Antichrist. He talks about the end times that we perceive to be me now. Okay, in 2020, we're seeing things that appear to be a, par a part of this. Okay, however, daytime or one-time nighttime did not conclude with this evil subjection of mankind. For as he could to look intently on, on, on surreal, revealing other future events. So that, so that wasn't the only thing he seen. He seen other things. That just all, God revealed to Daniel one like unto a man coming with the clouds of heaven. You gotta remember, Daniel is the Old Testament. He, he seen the coming of, of the Lord. Okay, okay, for the first time, Jesus is coming. Okay, coming with the clouds of heaven. This heavenly being, ancient of days, was presented before him in glory and in great majesty. So he's actually speaking about the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is predicting that there is going to be a savior that's going to walk the earth, that is going to save us from our indiscretions. He's talking about it here, right here. Daniel was instructed to seal up all his dreams and visions until the time of the end. But we have been permitted to recognize that the Holy One, whom Daniel says was like the Son of Man, was the Lord Jesus. Okay, so they were scared of this. They were very, very afraid of this vision because that, that goes against all the principle. Okay, 
you gotta understand at that time there were kings who were really, really kings. There, there were emperors who were really emperors. These, these people really ruled the earth. Okay, there was no Jesus at this time. So for him to predict that there was, there was a man walking the earth, he'd be, be, be son of man, son of God, so to speak. That was pretty deep stuff. Okay, he's the Messiah. This is pretty tough. Okay? So, that being said, the one whom Daniel saw was not no less than the incarnate of God himself. The one whose name is Jesus, who is saving his people from sins. He came to the earth, earth in human flesh to die for the of the whole world and rise again the third day so that by faith in his sacrificial death and, and glorious resurrection, he might be, might be delivered from the evils. The evils that Daniel witnessed in his terrible and terrible and terrifying night vision. So he says, why? Because it takes a special type of... of of desperation, so to speak, of conviction, it should turn to restoration. Okay, people usually have this when they're singing away, when they feel their spirit start to rumble and get ready to exit their body into a different dimension. People get this type of quick, oh my gosh, I see the the, the, the light before my eyes. When you are not in that position and you're just living life, it's harder to that type of passion because the passion that requires a quick oh my god I could lose my life let's not do this type of reaction okay so as he as he continued looking, looking intently day records behold I saw one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven okay so already in his are in his hand and he was the one who was he, he was one who was sent the one who, one who sent his only begotten son to the world so that whoever believes would not perish but save from the dreadful and undiluted wrath of God which must be poured out upon God rejecting Christ's hating sinful world okay that blasphemies his holy name and spurs his gracious offer of salvation okay so in order for you to get to this point God rejecting Christ hating sinful world. Okay. Now these are all I believe theological terms, first words, to get you to understand how bad it must be for it to happen in this way. I don't believe God rejects anything. I don't think God even rejects hell. I think the devil I think God loves everything. I think he is bad. And he tries to give the benefit of that to anyone because sin them besides blasphemy the Holy Spirit. No sin is too great for God to forgive. Christ hating, Christ hates nothing. He doesn't even be the devil. He feels for the devil because he knows the devil's gonna lose. He's, he's actually feeling for the devil. Now if he did know he's gonna win, of course he's gonna be on like that. You gotta understand the psychology of it. Okay? <clears throat> But with the additional revelation in the scripture and the enlightenment of the indwelling Holy Spirit, okay, we must understand that it is to Jesus, the eternal Son of God, and the perfect Man of God, uh, Son of Man, to whom have been handed the reign of God's authority. Jesus, the ultimate Son of the Father, the Christ-man member of mankind, has been endowed with all authority to judge the earth and everything in it. So. 
we think that you know, God and Jesus are within the same. So it's going to be a pretty tough judgment at the end of the day. They say no, no, we all have to. We all have to face. Okay. Oh, goodness. He's the only one who will judge the living and the dead. All for all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him by the heavenly Father. Okay. So today. Lord Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father in heavenly glory. But the great creator of the universe has fixed the day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. Though through the man Jesus, who has been appointed the heir of all things by grace, he has first us with proof that Jesus is indeed the, the, his anointed son by raising him from the dead. His holy name. Okay. So let's get to it. Scripture is. Do you remember what it is? Yes, it is exactly that. Daniel seven thirteen. Okay. What does it say? I saw in the night vision, and behold, on the clouds of the heavens came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And there was there was given him the Messiah, dominion and glory and kingdom, and all all peoples, nations and languages shall serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom is one which, which will not, not shall not be destroyed. Okay, now that's pretty simple stuff. It really isn't too hard to interpret this. He is talking about Jesus. He's talking about the coming of the man, man Christ, and in the book of Daniel, obviously, this is Old Testament, they're not trying to hear it, they don't want to believe it. Behold, the one one looks at him. Okay, okay. At the same time, there is a reference here to Revelations 5, 1 through 10. Okay, so let's go over there. Revelations 5. Okay, this is a little quick one here. Let's see. Revelations 5. Okay. 1 through 10. Okay? 5, 1 through 10. And I saw the lying of the opening of, of, of him was seated on the throne in a scroll book written within the on the back, closed and sealed with seven seals. Okay? And I saw a strong angel announcing in a loud voice who is worthy to, to open the scroll and who is entitled and deserves and is morally fit to break the seals. And no one in heaven or on earth or under the under the earth in the realm of the dead Hades, okay, realm of the dead Hades, was able to open the soul or take a single look at its contents. And I wept audibly and bitterly because no one was found fit to open the scroll to inspect it. One of the elders of the heavenly Saturn said to me, "Stop weeping. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root sword of David." Has one has overcome has conquered. He can open the scroll and break it seven seals. Okay, and there between the the, the throne and the four, four living creatures, one brings among the elder elder of the heavens and Saturns. I was a lamb standing, and as, as though though had been had been slain with seven seven horns and with seven eyes. We have, we have seven spirits of God and the sevenfold Holy Spirit. Attend a duty far and wide into all of the earth. Okay, he then went to look the stroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne, which Jesus took the scrolls from 
from, from God. Okay? And when he had taken the stroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders of the, the heavens stand and prostrated themselves before the Lamb. Each of them holding a harp, flute, or guitar. It's like an instrument. Okay? It's an instrument. And they had golden bowls full of incense, basically frankincense and gums of burning. Okay, so it's kind of like the... Okay, which are the prayers of God's people and the saints. And now they sing a new song saying, You are worthy to take thrall and break the seals that are on, for you are you were slain, sacrificed, and with your blood your purchased men unto God from, from every tribe and land and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom, royal race, and priests to, to, to our God. And they shall reign in kings and on earth. So all that is basically saying, in a nutshell, is that Jesus has the power, and he did. He pulled the stroll from God's hand, he took it, and he can break it, because he conquered death. And he controls life and death. He has the stroll right in front of him on all those who are righteous, and all those who are not righteous. Okay. Very good. So, we have understood now, in this study, how important it is to understand that Jesus was predicted had power and made it happen. Okay? So, in the NIV version, it says, so Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, him Are you Daniel, one of the exiles, my mother, mother of the king, brought from Judah? Basically, saying, the one of the ones we captured and brought. Then Daniel brought in before the king, and the king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king, my father, brought from Judah. Understanding in this, this is a big deal. Daniel is prophesying visions. And dreams that he had regarding Jesus and regarding the end times that, that they it was so far ahead of them they, they didn't understand it. So far ahead. Okay? We, we, we are here today as human beings take one day at a time. So when someone like this guy, oh you gotta understand there was no Jesus. We didn't have the Holy Spirit roaming this earth we do now. Okay, when Jesus went up after the fifth day of the ascension, the Holy Spirit came down, and we now have the power, or we can acquire the power through the Holy Spirit gifts to be able to do this type of stuff. You understand, man, I think, I think God gave him these visions, okay? And there was no, there was no Jesus yet. So, imagine a world without Jesus. Only way you can get the guy to go into the Holy of Holies and the kings and emperors of the earth ruled the earth. You don't even have that. There's no, there's no righteous government. The, the religious people followed the Ten Commandments and then put their own because they realized that the only way to God is to God. There was, there was no Jesus at the time. Okay? There's no, no, no savior at And everybody was so religious. Everybody wanted to follow this. It wasn't something that was a hot topic on the end of the day. People were sacrificing all kinds of innocent animals to so get remission of sins. That's why all the holy holies and tabernacles are made to be able to speak God, 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 the holy and holy, 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 holies, and the holy, 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 and then they did their thing. 
That's why tabernacles are such an important thing back before Jesus. That was the only way to, to speak to God. Um, man made tabernacle to God in the Holy Holy Places. And boy, you couldn't go in that. You had the talk kind of like a priest talking to you in a confession booth. Um, this was, these, these are these religious things that they did because they wanted God. God was only that way. That was it. As time went on, God realized that that was going to cut it. That his people were just dying. Even after Noah, people were just dying. It was just a bad, bad, bad situation. And people weren't catching on. People weren't listening. People weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and his plan just just didn't happen to pan out the way he, he the way he wanted. People, you got to remember, we have free choice. Even back then, we had free choice. It wasn't the way it's today, but it was a different version of today. So they had choice. Their choice, um, after knowing that they broke it, that was a choice. But if there was no remission of sin, unless you let's just, let's just the innocent animal, the, the innocent blood. That's why Jesus had to be sinless. It's because he was the fact official lamb of today's world. Two thousand twenty years later, he still is sacrificial lamb of today's world. Okay, all those just gone on and on, and here we are. Okay, been two hundred twenty years since Jesus passed, and went to heaven, on his thirty third year of life. Okay, two thousand twenty years. A lot longer than it was back in the past, but we've evolved, we've moved on, we've changed life, we've uh, we have adapted to different lifestyles. Obviously, you know the different continents we've founded, and you know, you know, you know, different different parts of the world kind of kind of made us uh, multicultural, like one or two people, multicultural immigration from all, all over the world. You live in Alaska or Iceland, live in Australia, live in Europe, live here in America. You live in different cultures depending on the land, land where you are on Earth. The beautiful, beautiful culture is that you can enjoy and you can respect other people's backgrounds, where they come from, no matter where it may be on this Earth. Um, people adapt to their conditions and they, they, they formulate a life according to where they live on this Earth. Um, life is very different in Europe than it is here in America. In South America, in Canada, Iceland, Greenland, Australia, China, Hawaii, uh, Soviet Union. There are different places. The, the Latin America of Puerto Rico, El Salvador, uh, Gulf of Mexico. We're praying for you guys. The weather you're, you're, you're dealing with, um, the storms and everything. God bless you guys. Hope that you know that. You guys have comforts somewhere now. God can show himself to those who seek him. Um, to see him. Point in it is that <clears throat> we must understand that there is going to be a return of Jesus. Jesus is going to return. When? No one truly knows. That, that's come up several different times in studies, conversations, and other things of that sort. Uh, Christianity has this big cloud of uncertainty over it. People use Christianity and they relate it to many different religions or denominations. Catholics uh, refer to them as Christianity. The docks, Lutherans, uh, a Pentecostal, 
in other There's whole there's a whole bunch of different versions of Christianity. Um, the problem we're having is that we there's, there's, there's Christians or, or those who who have been Christianity who are using it as a profitable avenue and as a fear mugging avenue. Okay. So what I mean by that is that there are people who have profited greatly off the gospel. Um, greatly. Live lavish lives. Big houses. Um, nice stuff. You must understand something. Putting fear in people as if you were God and your word is the only God word is ungodly. That's ungodly. You're not to do that. That God's job, not, not yours. You're to go to God or respect Him, not put fear that people do an action to get something and you fear them for that. That's that. That's 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 ungodly. Okay. There are going to be many, many, many big, 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 big events who have made great deals of money on, on the gospel. Which the gospel should not be a profitable thing. The gospel is just to be given. Not to be told, be told not, not sold. Okay? You don't sell the gospel. The gospel is not something you can just hustle. Though it has been done. And a lot of money been made on the gospel. God himself said he does not want you making money off the gospel. He wants you to be blessed. And he'll bless you. Not to make an actual profit off the gospel. Because you got to understand something. When you put money in front of one. Seeking the Lord, you're doing an ungodly thing. Okay, nothing I do costs you money. Not cost me, but it doesn't cost you. You can listen to the station, Urban Vegas, UMO LV. You can listen to these podcasts, all entirely free. Some platforms require money, but that's the thing. Okay. I don't, don't charge for the gospel because the gospel is to be sold, not sold. Okay? I tell you, I tell you knowledge that God gives me. I've experienced, lived it, or have studied it. I tell you gems of wisdom that the Holy Spirit puts into these, these words that inspire by me, which I, in turn, try to inspire by you. That's not something money can buy. Okay? I don't need to make money off the gospel. God will bless me. God will do what he does with me because I'm being faithful to him. And I would love, love to do this. Okay? There's going to be a lot of people leading you, wrong, leading you in the wrong direction. Okay, those who have mega churches, those who have tons and tons of How do you get the commitment of God if your church is 2, 3, 4, 5,000, 20,000, 18,000? How do you get close to God that way? You may feel you're getting close to God. You may feel because everyone together is just being, being, being. But you have to understand something. Without the Holy Spirit, a church without a Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, it's nothing more than meaning. Okay? The Bible itself that churches Christian churches believe in churches that the Bible itself is written by the Holy Spirit okay everyone who wrote this book this library okay everyone 
was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write it. That's why it's called the Holy Bible. Holy Spirit makes the church before leaving the earth. This is what the Holy Spirit. Before the Bible was written, the Holy Spirit was left for you. You understand that? Birth of the church. Not, not the religious church, but the church of Christ. The birth of the church was started 50 days after 50 days after Jesus walked the earth. He came back the third day, came back the third day, walked the earth 50 days, and resurrected. Down came the Holy Spirit. That's where this comes from. The Holy Bible. Holy Spirit. Word of God. Any theologian can't dispute that. That's the link truth of the Word. The Word is alive because the Holy Spirit. The Word transforms lives because the Holy Spirit. The Word restores lives because of the Spirit. Tell me that. What restores you from your past? From everything you think you everything you've gone everything you've had the do in your life. What is the the, 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 the the one thing that transforms you? God, how does this touch you? How does this transformation happen? Where you work to, to where you're going. How's it happen? Why do people go from being be just reckless, lost? Troubled demons individual to God, the deli Jesus delivering all those evils out of you and replacing it with Him. How's that happen? Holy Spirit. The most powerful entity in the universe, the Holy Spirit, does these great things. Why is this? Why couldn't Moses look at God when he got the, the, the Ten Commandments? Why couldn't? Because they were written by Himself. What? Why couldn't he see it? Because the Holy Spirit is so strong on God, because that is the power of God, that humans can't see it because it's beyond our comprehension. Even Moses himself couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. It's like looking at the sun. sun. You know, we're, we're how many million miles away from the sun, and we can't see it directly, or we're going to burn That's That's the sun. That got nothing to do with the power of God. Imagine the power of God. Human consumption happening. Jesus is the only one that can fully consume the Holy Spirit, do wonderful work the Holy Spirit, and still be able to be man incarnate. Do you, do you realize how great Jesus was? How powerful the man is? Do you understand the what it took to be him? Probably not. The downpouring of him is why people don't truly understand him. Okay? So when you have these great mega churches and these great mega evangelists and these guys who just have all the stuff, what happens? You end up having an invitation. I once taught, was, taught, was, was asked by my my grandmother and other you know, ministers and pastors at the time that I was coming up, why can't we have what they have? Why can't Christians, believers in the Lord, have what they have? 
And I'm told, you, you sure can have that. And I'm thinking to myself, cool, I want to be a Christian too. I want to have that type of stuff to be able to believe the Lord. The Lord convicted me of this. This He convicted me hard. What wealth of the people, whether or not you get your wealth from a mushroom source or from a gospel source, or what you think is a gospel source, what it does is it infects you with greed. Financial gain is a greed process, kind of like marijuana is the drugs. And I hate to say that to anyone, God forbid, you know, you do, I'm not judging you, but what I'm telling you is this is, I'm using it as a, as a an example of what happens, okay? Typically, in that, because I used to do the same thing, THC in marijuana is a gateway. Once you do that, individuals take it to get to the next level under controlled substances or narcotics. That's just the thing because it seems so, so, so simple. Just roll it up, you lose your brain, you're happy. Hungry, happy, sleepy. Okay? Stop for that, excuse me. So is financial gain in God. If God blesses you with financials, financials, it's a gateway. It's a leader. If you're not stable enough to be able to handle it, it's a leader to want you to crave it, like it, or even love it. And it's not the money paper itself. It's the, it's the love of money. Because what it is is a tool to get just about anything you want done, publicly or privately. You don't have to have permission to trade money, get and take money, bring money, whatever. It can be done on any level. I like the Holy Spirit. You can do it on any level, no matter where you're at. Pray it, do it. Your faith, your faith gains the strength of the Holy Spirit to to do things. Why don't we have revivals? Why don't we have these things? Because we are not mustering enough Holy Spirit to do it. Because it takes a clean spirit, it takes a dedicated church, dedicated pastors to, to be able to do it. Selflessness. One thing we don't have, selflessness. You notice that? We don't have selflessness. We have selfishness. All of this conversation I just put in fact is that Jesus is the reason. He spoke about in Daniel, spoke about in Revelation, the end times and how the Son of Man is coming back, or coming. In Daniel, it was coming. In Revelation, coming back. Son of the Ancient of Days. Ancient of Days is God. Okay? Let's review. Daniel 7, 13-14. I saw night visions. Dreams. And, and behold, on the clouds of heaven came one like a son of man. what it was. He was very unaware of this. He was going by what he seen. And he came to the ancient of days. God. He opposed God. And was presented before him. Presented before him. So this is before the earth. This is what was going on in heaven. Okay? And therefore was given him the Messiah. He was said, You're going to be the one to save your people. You're the ones on the earth, and they're going to give them salvation because it's obvious they can't do it. This is too, 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 getting too religious. We can't just 
is it, it's it's not choice anymore. It's become a religion. It's become it's become stricter. I, I want them to love me. This is where I realize the love between love and religion. Okay, between in 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 love. This is where we realize the difference. He didn't. God knew, but I think he didn't think that it was going to go that far with religion and obedience and relationship and love. He wanted. He didn't force his his people to love him. He wanted them to love them on their own. He wanted not the obedience, but the love. And he realized that, and that's why he said, "Hey, you, no, no, you're the son. You're my son. You're the one that's going to You're going to save this. You're going to, you're going to make, make this right." The dominion and glory and kingdom that all people, nations, and languages serve. I'm making like he, he did for him something like what he did, did for Adam. He told Adam, "You're the king of all. You're the man." See, Adam couldn't handle it because he got distracted. He got distracted. He let something else speak. That was not God. That was evil. That was Satan. That was the snake. Okay. His dominion is everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingdom is one who shall be. So the difference is, is that this is Jesus is the incarnation of God. Adam was an image of God. Adam didn't have what Jesus had. That's why he felt so easy. Jesus had half, half, half. But that was the only way to get him to be a sacrificial lamb. Beginning a man, sub, sub, sub man. Adam and Jesus, two very important, 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 important. One began it, one saved it. Get what I'm saying? So, point is, we need to focus on Jesus. We need to read our word, get in the Holy Spirit, get on that level, get in tune to Him. Because He is the reason why we have the ability to go to heaven. He approached the angel in days, which is God, and he says, here, here I am. And God says, you are the one that's going to go down and you're going to save your people. Very good stuff, guys. Very good stuff. It is very important that we focus ourselves on Jesus. Focus ourselves on living day by day, battling, and coming victorious daily. Is it going to happen every day? No. That's not a realistic ideal. What's going to happen is that you're going to get up and you're going to pray to God thanking God for another day of life because there are several people, and I'm sure you know your fair share of people, whether affected by COVID or affected by life circumstances, whether it's health, whether it's choice, whatever, I'm not here right now, who are in the realm of the dead. And they're in the, in the dimension of They can't wake up to a new day. They don't have the opportunity. Death is an unreturnable sentence okay so you think before you can wake up thank god for another day start off your day good or two praying asking god for guidance about the day do your morning whether it's breakfast or it's coffee or whatever you do all your errands activities work whatever it is that you do in the day battle all through the day, there's going to be unseen forces that are going to try to, try to persuade you, try to change your mind, try to do all these things. And your job is to be productive, skilled, be prepared, 
and call on God when you need Him. Fight your battles with, with the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Get through the, the day. When you get home after a long day, what happens? You're thanking God that you made, made, made the day, that you didn't lose your life, that you didn't make bad choices, that God helped you through it. Then you have your dinner, you spend time with the family or loved ones you have, that you're able to talk to them again, make a couple phone calls to the family out of town, stuff to do, every day maybe, but it's to something about the week. And when you go to bed, bed, bed whether you're your word, whether you're see something, watch a movie, whatever the case may be, thank God that you get through the day, you won your house, maybe not won every battle, but you got out of the beginning of the day because you're still alive, and you're still breathing, and you're still eating, and you still have a bed. Okay? Pretty simple. Be grateful that what you have, live in love, peace, and accountability. Okay? Love. People. Without the expectation of love back, back. Walk in peace. Move in peace. Simple in peace. Even when everyone is tripping around you. And hold yourself accountable for what you decided to do. Whatever it may be. Because accountability is contagious. Those are the three principles that once put into action is leaders to salvation, righteousness, and redemption. It's a hard life to live. We are here but the vapor. We're going to look, look at our okay? We're in 2020. It's already October. We're already two months in. That we only have two months left before it's over. At 2020. Look at, look at all the drama. From illness to elections to <clears throat> all the decisions. People lost. Families, friends lost. There's a lot going on this year. And those who are still able to wake up in the morning, those are still healthy. Those are still, you know, doing the right things, being clean, handling their business, washing their hands, wearing the mask. Can be grateful. Grateful you woke up. Grateful you went to bed. Grateful you woke up another day. Every day is a holiday. Every paycheck's a bonus and every meal's a feast. If you look at life you're going to be extremely grateful you have life. Okay? If you have any questions, prayers, or concerns on these podcasts, you can always email us at 8lu8ok at gmail.com. Open for anything. Email us, whatever it may be. If you have a question, we'll address it in the podcast. Prayer requests, absolutely, we'll pray for you over the podcast. Not a problem. We want to reach out and be a vessel of, of good and of, of restoration. Go to the website. 8lu8ok.com There you're going to find several platforms that this podcast is available on several. And our social media links are on there too. All you got to do is hit the whatever social media link you, you use most trust or whatever and you can follow us and you can comment on our pages and whatever the case may be. And definitely check out the station in Vegas. You see LV. Okay? That's going to be at umlv.com Okay, top link is the station. The shows are there, our archives. You can do the same thing, reach out to us that way too. The station is wonderful, it been in inspirational urban music all day. So those are great, fantastic stuff. Want to express what's to you guys. 
Love conquers everything. Love. L-O-V. Life of victory eternal. Live your life victoriously. God, God will do one thing with you. And the gifts that God got for you, the gifts that God has implanted in you, become so much more valuable and so much, so much more impactful and so much more blessed when you use God. People take their talents and their, and their, and their, and their gifts that God has given them and use them for the ministry media, stream of life. And that's not what I want you to do. God wants you to use it for His glory. Okay? So, with that being said, email us, check out the site, do what you do. Much love to you, everybody. Thank you, thank you for listening to another edition of the book. Fear, respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow you like a rush. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Jesus.